0: what's up guys welcome to the march 30th edition of on deck today we have two really cool guests the first one we're going to bring on is a kid named Kanan bowers you guys probably don't know the name but you probably did see him in the news he was the young man out of new mexico who with no hesitation a lot of courage went and took down the kidnapper and pinned him for five minutes till the cops got there so we're going to catch up with him and then after that i'm going to interview Stephen Neal Stephen obviously was an NCAA champion twice He's a Hodge winner, world champion in 1999 And then went on to play for the New England Patriots Uh, So let's get right into the show I'll bring Kanan on first What's up guys? I'm here with Kanan Bauer Kanan, how you doing today? Good and you? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty well I mean obviously I think you'd be doing better too If you didn't have this uh, quarantine thing going on, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah (laughs) Uh, do you have any brothers and sisters there? Um, I got one older brother. Oh, so, so you're the only child at home then probably right now, right? Yeah, right now I am. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I got I got three little kids here, so <laughs> it's tough keeping them busy all day. <laughs> so uh, how have the last five days been? Because I got to imagine it's been pretty crazy
1: for you. Yeah, it's been pretty, I don't know, kind of overwhelming with all the people uh that's been texting me and my parents and everything sure. trying to get in contact with me yeah and uh are you on are you on social media like have
0: you been, get, been getting hit up on there also
1: yeah i have everywhere every my social media is my parents social media is everyone's my girlfriend and yeah. people that like everyone else who knows me blowing up is it all good, or is there some uh, some bad stuff in there too? It's, so far, it's all been pretty good. It's oh. all been good comments. No, like people against me, really. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that, that's all. I mean, that's awesome. Um, so, let, I guess let's just talk about the incident first, and I want to talk about your re- wrestling after that. Um, I think what everyone is so impressed with is. How you did? There was no hesitation. You just went for it. You you sn- snatch the yeah. door open. You go snatch a dude, throw him on the ground, hold him down. Uh, you know what was going through your head right there? Because most people say they would say they'll do something like this in a situation like that, but most people very very rarely would.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I wasn't really. There wasn't. A, there was a lot of thoughts going on in my head, but at the same time, there wasn't. Like I knew what I was gonna do. Yeah. Um. But also, I had all these. Thoughts like, does he have a knife? Does he have a gun? Sure. Uh, what's 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 going on still? You know. Yeah. Because I really didn't know what was happening at the time. I just knew that something wasn't like bad, and that they were screaming to get that guy. You know.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, did you see the? Did you see it start? Or cause I, I'm assuming you were in the parking lot, right? That's what they said.
1: I was across the street getting gas. Okay. It's two gas stations, and they're both oh, across the street it. from each other. Yeah. They were at the one across the street, and I was uh, just getting gas, and I heard, like, screams. Mm-hmm. So that I was about to get in my truck, and that's what caught my attention. So I looked over, and uh, she kept screaming, and I could see that she was, like, avoiding him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And she was, sure. like, kind of chasing after her. Yep. And I just got in my truck, and I was over there, you know? Uh-huh. And they
0: busted in there, took him down. and then the, Yeah. Yeah. So how long did you have to hold him down before the cops came?
1: I don't know. It was it was probably like five minutes. Wow! Dang! Someone said longest pin in history. <laughs>
0: uh, that's that, that's probably true, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: So, uh, how long ago did you start wrestling? Um, this is my this was my second year at wrestling. Okay. Do Do you play a lot of sports then? Um. Yeah, I have over my life. I've played everything, you know, but mostly football. Um is what I've been playing, but I stopped playing because I was doing wrestling and football. Sure. And I kind of last year I kind of chose wrestling over football, So okay. like just dedicate myself to that. You know, yeah. focus on mm
0: Hmm. Yeah, I made I made that decision when I was a freshman in high school. I don't know, I don't know what you were, but uh, I decided that I, I was going all in on the wrestling. And there's just something that's really addictive about it. I don't know if you feel that same way. I, thought, I just I loved, I just loved it.
1: it. Thought it's great. I love the environment mostly, like everyone. It's not like any other sport I've ever done, you know? It's everyone, regardless of what school you go to, is like a family, you know? Sure, yeah. Like, we're all connected. We're all, like, cool with each other. Like, we're all friends, and we'll help each other with different moves and stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Do
0: you do you guys have a club down there besides your high school program? Is there like a club that you guys all go to or something?
1: Um, I think there is a couple um programs uh-huh. for, like, kids and all kinds of other stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I don't do them. Okay. Cool. I just do it
0: to the school, yeah yeah, so what is there uh is there something about wrestling that thi- that you think and maybe this is just who you are right you're just brave and bold mm-hmm. way more brave than most people that uh you know helped you make that decision so quick that said, okay this lady needs help I'm gonna go get this dude um is there something from wrestling that that you think brought that out in you or have you always been bold like that
1: um I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I think I would have done it regardless. Yeah. Um, but this wrestling definitely gave me a little bit more confidence, you know, in myself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Well, uh, Is there anything else you want to tell us about? No, that's all I got. Who's your favorite college wrestling team? Favorite college wrestling team? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say the highlands because that's the only one in new mexico uh, okay there you so. go nice
0: nice that's awesome okay well we appreciate you coming on with us today uh commend you for your bravery because yeah i mean i may i know you kind of feel like it was second nature to you but i could tell you uh 98 out of 100 guys aren't gonna go do that and you went and you changed someone's life so thank you for that we appreciate your time thank you for having me all right you got it bud hopefully you cross paths sometime in the future
1: Sounds good, take care, see ya.
0: All right, that was fun talking to Kanan. I I think he doesn't quite realize the amount of courage it took to do what he did. I mean, I don't think a lot of people in that same situation would make that decision. They might call the cops, but he just, man, he opened that door so boldly. If you guys haven't watched that film, go check it out, it's pretty cool. Um, and so that was awesome to get to talk to him, and give him a little shine for what he did because it was it was such a fantastic act. So let's get Stephen Neal on the line now. Guys, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell you guys first, though. Stephen Neal was one of my absolute favorite wrestlers when I was in high school. Uh, he won the NCAAs in 98 and 99, so that would have been my, I believe my freshman and sophomore year of high school. He won the world championships. I remember being so depressed when he lost in the Olympic trials in 2000 to Kerry McCoy. And I know, obviously, I'm going to have to bring that match up, but I don't really want to because I was sad. I'm sure he was more sad. Uh, and then he went on to a great career with uh, with the New England Patriots. So, uh, let's bring him in now. What's up, guys? I am here with Stephen Neal. Stephen, how you doing today?
2: Doing fantastic. Enjoying this uh, time with the family. Uh, Self isolating. Having fun.
0: Good, good, good. So I, uh, you know, we talked on the phone for a, a little bit last Friday, and I withheld this information for you. Are you ready for it? Yeah, you were my favorite wrestler when I was in high school. Oh, awesome! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so uh, you know when when Matt proposed that I would get the interview today, I was really excited because uh, probably eight, when I was fourteen, so like nineteen ninety eight, that was when I really like got into wrestling and so You know, I'd wrestled before that, but I got into it, started following. In. So obviously, uh, ninety eight, you win an NCAA title. Ninety nine, you won a NCAA title. Ninety nine, you won a world title. So I got to watch. You know, you do all those things, so it's pretty awesome that I get to talk to you today.
2: Well, cool. It was a fun time. I, I wasn't very good a couple of years before that, so uh, I'm glad you came when you did got to see see, see me wrestle some, uh, some good matches, not the bad ones.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I guess, so I just tried to do some research. You know, obviously, I remember watching you wrestle. I don't really watch football. I'm aware, you know, I'm aware of what you did, but I, I read your Wikipedia, and there was one thing that really stuck out to me, and that's... uh. You know, most high schools want kids to be three-sport athletes now, which, you know, I'm in the middle on. I'd like to hear your opinion. But you varsityed in five high school sports, and I don't even know how that's possible.
2: Well, um, the school I went to is downtown San Diego. Okay. And so uh, a lot of people there were interested in other things besides sports. Like, you know, gang activity and all kinds of stuff. So I was actually a minority at my school. Um, I think it was about 15% white kids okay. there in school, and there's a heavy Hispanic, African-American presence, and so just for people to stay eligible was hard enough, so there was a lot of openings and all the sport teams, and uh, my dad was a PE major, and I played all kinds of sports with my brothers, and so uh, I just loved playing sports. I actually swam because my brother had a car, and he'd give me a ride home, so I didn't have to uh, ride my bike home, so I went to swim <laughs> practice just to get a ride home. Oh, so he so, he,
0: he was on the swim team?
2: He was on swim team, so I joined um, just, just so I could get a ride home. Yeah, so I, I did <laughs> tennis as a freshman. Uh, I did volleyball for a little bit because my younger brother was playing that, and I did track and field because I was a senior. Yeah. just wanted something during that time.
0: And then so obviously you, you excelled at re- wrestling and football, and was there one more on there too that I'm forgetting about? Or No
2: um yeah wrestling football were the two ones I did four years and then the the springtime I just did all kinds of other Uh, other things
0: oh got it yeah that's that's pretty rare that you hear of um someone playing five different high school sports and earning a varsity letter that's very very unique
2: well, it wasn't very good at the other ones, but it just, that <laughs> was better. So, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I guess I guess that's a good excuse. Um, yeah. Have you ever, so this is funny that we're going to this topic. This is one of my favorite topics. Have you ever read uh, Ep- David Epstein, not Jeffrey Epstein's book called Range? Uh, no. Okay. So, you should check it out. It's, it's all about kids who, you know, there's so much of people trying to force kids into playing one sport nowadays. And obviously, I run a wrestling academy. I'm not uh, not from a young age, but say like 12, 13, 14, I'm not opposed to a kid saying I want to wrestle you around. Uh, but we we try never to push that issue on the kids. Uh, where do you fall on that spectrum? Because obviously, with you playing all these sports, I could see you having a whole bunch of different perspectives on you know what's best for kids' development.
2: Well, I, I think the more sports you're exposed to, the better it is because uh, I think you can learn so many different things from the different sports. Um, you, you talk about swimming. What could you learn from swimming to help you wrestle? Well, when you're swimming, you can't breathe every second you want. So you have to learn how to pace, you know, uh, regulate your breathing, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, baseball, I didn't even think about this, but I was watching a Wayne Gretzky special, and he said it really taught him the situations, understanding the surroundings, where the people are lined up, what this, the pitch count is. So you get something from baseball. Uh, basketball, jumping high. Using your hands up in the air, it, it'd be a good uh, for a wide receiver. You know, wrestling is so good for football because you learn how to tackle someone with a takedown. Yeah. You learn how to change levels, pad level, they call it. Hand fighting, get your hands in size so you can control someone. So I mean, I I think the more sports you're exposed to, the better off you're going to be, and it's going to help you not burn out in one thing or the other, or have overuse injuries like the Tommy John elbow yeah. for baseball players. So I I think the more, the better. And when I was a kid, my brothers and I, we always kind of used to have a competition on who could get more uh, trophies from different sports. So i was (laughs) kind of you know, I got a a medal in track, you know, just because no one showed up, but I still got a medal, you know. So uh, we kind of had a little silent competition for all the different sports we could could try to uh, compete in.
0: Well, you set yourself up for this one then. I have to ask, because you told me the other day on the phone... That you played disc golf, did any of you or your brothers ever get a disc golf trophy?
2: No, we never did. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, I think the culture over here might be different from the midwest. Uh-huh. I think the only thing they they <laughs> I was my dad plays so I think the only thing they, they prize money out here is in uh it, it's it's in green currency and not money. So, <laughs> um, we'd go out there and there'd be all kinds of different smells, and people pass stuff around. We just wanted to go have fun. So Uh. we never, never got a, got a a trophy. (laughs) No, that's always good. Yeah. I I think that,
0: I think that same culture, unfortunately is pretty, pretty nationwide, you know, with, with my hair and the way I dress, uh, very casual. I, uh, I got stopped by a handful of cops at disc golf parks accusing me of something. I'm listen, dude, I don't, I don't do anything. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Leave me alone. But yeah, they said, we know what you disc golfers do. I mean, I probably got stopped three or four times for something like that. Oh man. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's a great sport. I mean, you're out walk in, and, and you can, it's funny with beginners, as you probably know, from the very first hole to the 18th hole, they're, they're so much better. Oh yeah. And, and then it's, it, you don't have to pay for most places or it's a very limited price. So it's a great activity just to be outside and and uh and, and bending those discs how you want them is a lot yeah. of fun as well um I'm not nowhere near as good as you are never have been but um I always had a good good time walking around with with uh with friends and family
0: yeah yeah it's it's awesome that's kinda that's where I really i got into it I wasn't good in the beginning, but my a lot of my college teammates played and you know social our, our team i don't know about your team at college, but our team was always really close we did a whole bunch of things together and that's kind of just went out to hang out with my friends, and eventually I got hooked, and then once I got hooked, i was <laughs> i went, I was all in,
2: yeah, learning techniques and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, yeah. how can you do that? how can you throw it like this and yeah, yeah. So it was all, uh, we we had a we only had a couple courses in Bakersfield, but we'd go out and play a little bit, but yeah, we always did activities together too uh, college was so much fun get those bonds with your teammates, so never yeah. never uh never break,
0: yeah, seriously, um okay, so let's go high school. Uh, you obviously you excelled in wrestling, but California is really, really tough. Uh, I think you've placed fourth as a senior, right? And then maybe Correct. did you do well at some freestyle Greco tournaments later this summer or, or how did you end up getting recruited to Bakersfield?
2: So I actually, I started wrestling in ninth grade. Someone challenged me that was harder than football. I walked out and I was terrible. So I, I just got beat up in my freshman year, but, um, wouldn't give the guy the satisfaction that was tougher. So I went to the very end. <laughs> I got a uh, shoot. I got an award. Oh, here it is. Hold on, it's kind of funny. <laughs> so I got this little award. I try to give it to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, but I don't think they appreciated the what it stood for for me. But um, see if I can show. it.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, see, uh, most improved.
2: There we go. And they, they had me, spelled my name wrong with a V, which is cool. Oh, but, I can't uh, see
0: that. It was really shiny.
2: Yeah, yeah but uh, I got that, and I was, I was thinking about not coming back because it was way harder than I wanted to do it, but my, my dad challenged me to stick with it, and then I didn't win a match at any—so um, I, I won a few varsity matches, but I didn't win a match into the, uh, CIF, which yeah. gets you going to state until uh, my junior year. Wow, really? Excelled, and then my senior year I got better. Um, but uh, the reason I went to Bakersfield, the head of San Diego freestyle wrestling, his son Rich Bailey, he was coaching up there, so I went to go watch him. I wanted to compete at Division I level. I didn't never, I've never heard of Bakersfield because they don't have a football team, okay. And uh, so I went up there, I saw them compete against Fresno State, and they went out there and they wrestled tough there was people in the stands, which by high school, there was, you know, about six people, parents, yeah. uh-huh. uh, in the stands. So it was kind of, kind of cool environment. And then, um, I took fourth and the coach recruited me because he, he saw that I had no skill, but I had a, um, a lot of will. And, yeah. uh, he figured he could teach me the the, the skills. So I went up to Bakersfield red shirt and they taught me everything I needed to know. And, and, uh, nice. I, I just loved it up there having the technique and having, uh, situational practices, all that kind of stuff really yeah. really helped me improve quickly.
0: Well, so, uh, Let me take a step back here because you said you played all kinds of sports when you were a kid, but you said you didn't start wrestling until you were in ninth grade. What what winter sport did you play prior to that and how did they let you go?
2: Oh, so no, when I was growing up, there was no like club stuff really. So you'd play soccer, you'd play t-ball. Um, oh, okay. But the sports I was playing with my my brother, so my dad would take us, so we'd play racquetball, we'd go, we'd play oh. tennis, we'd go... Home run derby, you know, just just yeah. just us. My mom's from her family's from South Dakota, so she has uh, there's nine of them,
3: okay, brothers and
2: sisters. So um, we were always out there playing softball, basketball, whatever it may be. So my dad, he played basketball for Maryland, so I was always playing you, you, basketball. University of Maryland, yeah, my oh, father, yeah, wow. So basketball, we were always playing that, uh, having fun. And That's probably what I would have done if that one guy uh, Ross Matthews was his name, if he didn't ask me to try wrestling and challenge me, I probably would have done basketball. So, did you have a middle school basketball team? No, middle school we had nothing. Really? Like yeah, inner city. Wow. Okay. In San Diego, there's no, there's no huh. sports programs till Damn. you get to high school that's why I was, I was having a hard
0: time. I was imagining, you know, you're like probably pretty good at middle school basketball, and the high school or the freshman coaches, they're gonna be all over you, and they're they're never ever ever gonna let you quit basketball.
2: Yeah, the the sport <laughs> we had a lot of good athletes at our high school. Yeah. There was no discipline, there was no organization.
0: Mm. Yeah. So
2: um, actually, uh, marathon legend guy, McBrock, um, they call Meb. We went to. Oh Meb yeah. Kupflesky. I've heard him. We of went to M- school together. There's a, a, a baseball player, Jock Jones. He he was our quarterback, but then they said he couldn't play defensive back, so he just played DB. Played baseball for USC, won a, a gold medal for the Olympics. Wow. We had a lot of great athletes, just no organization structure or discipline at yeah. our high school. So um, that, that was another thing when I got to uh, higher levels of sport. I really appreciated that accountability for everyone, the discipline, the teamwork, the organization. That's something I thrived thrived in because I you know always wanted that. And never yeah. got it where I was going to school. For sure. sure.
0: So then, okay, so then my second question before we get to Bakersfield is, uh, were you recruited also for football?
2: I was not. So, really? um, Wow. Not for Division One. There's a couple of Division Two schools. So okay. I was same height I am now, 6'4", and a little bit more. And I was about 200 pounds. Okay. So I, I was wrestling 190 in the freestyle thing, and it would probably be about 205, 210. After a football game, you lose 10 pounds. Yep. You know, so be going up and down, wrestling 220, 195, whatever it was at the time. Um, and I, I didn't have any interest. And I was also young, too. I graduated at 17, uh, October birthday. Oh,
0: October? So, yeah. Oh, God. I never heard of anyone that young. I was July. So I graduated at 17, but mine was a July birthday. And okay. It, it's very rare to hear someone younger than, than me. Oct- I mean, geez, you were like 17 and a half only. Wow. Yeah.
2: So I was in college. I had to get. Fax permission slips to see the doctor <laughs> for a couple of weeks. You know, until um, until I got turned to eighteen. Wow! But that, that that's why the red shirt helped me a lot too, because I yeah. was able to develop the strength and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, football didn't recruit me, and then um, shoot six years later, I get invited, and, and somehow my body's good enough for football. So
3: yeah,
0: if
2: that's not a you know indictment on the sport of wrestling. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> So.
0: I, I always get kind of annoyed now I mean, I'm going to tangent here and you know way more about me than football so you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like even the smartest GMs and coaches in football they pick so much on on body size and what a guy looks like and i'm not I'm not going to mention a name but there was a big 12 quarterback while I was in college and he was terrible but he was gigantic he could throw the ball far and you know it was like obvious watching him this guy this guy's not good at playing quarterback. But for some reason, they draft him the NFL, and they think, okay, we're going to be able to make him good. I, th- I just feel like the GMs and the coaches are so stuck on what a body should look like, and then obviously that passes down to the college ranks. Do you feel that same thing or
3: no?
2: I'd agree 100% because, as you know, in our sport of wrestling, um, there's that intangible called desire. Yeah. And, and that's that's where I think the Patriots do a good job getting guys. They, sure. like, if you're just trying to get money – your desire for playing, the love of the game is not there. You're just trying to get a big contract. So you start saying things like, I want to be the highest paid guy and you're on the Patriots. You're going to end up in a different place. Really? Because, yeah. Because they want guys that want to win. Yeah. And, uh, so I mean, think about that. Oh, I want everyone to think I'm the best.
3: Sure. And get paid yeah. the
2: most. Well, I don't want you. I want the, I want the people who want to have that DNA to be a champion inside yeah. and they're willing to do whatever it takes. Those are the cat. And I'm sure with the, um, the wrestling clubs, you see that there's yeah. kids that they don't, they don't look shiny. They don't look, you know, brand new, but they, they go out there and they get it done. They grind and they find a way to win. And those yeah. are the kind of guys you want. Um, in yeah. football. Yeah. They, they're, that's why so many people get it wrong. A lot of organizations are screwed up for so long. Cause they have people that are looking at the wrong pieces. Yeah. I think,
0: I guess the Patriots did have, didn't they have a bunch of like really tiny receivers that ended up being really good?
2: Um, yeah. So they just had, they found a good role for them. So, yeah. um, just like I was – well, my kids play basketball and sometimes it's it's, it's kind of hard to watch because <laughs> they have a uh, – well, they, they're, they have a skill set yeah. and if you're not playing under that skill set, it would be like if I was going to go wrestle a short chubby guy and try to go Greco, I don't know any throws but I could double this guy out the building yeah. so why don't I just do that? Yeah. So I, I think if you know your personnel, you know what they can do and you, you develop something that makes them successful – Sure. Um, that's that's what the Patriots try to do. Have the best game plan week to week, which might differ based on injuries, and so they usually do pretty well uh, yeah. that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've had. Uh... Were you sad? Were you sad when Tom Brady just
2: left? I was. I was a little confused, um, just because I know in his DNA he wants to win no matter what. Yeah. And he must feel like he can win in Tampa Bay to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much more than just being a quarterback. You need to protect them as far as offensive line. Yeah. If he gets banged up a little bit as you, you're a lot younger than I am, but you know, 35, you start, you don't heal as much as you do when you're 43, yeah. 43, like <laughs> he is. Yeah. So you get rocked a couple of times. I don't know how well you bounce back. So, For um, sure. there's a lot of things in football. It's, that's what I, I loved about football is, is you have 11 guys on the, on the, on your team, on your side of the ball right there. And then there's against 11 other guys. And, yeah. um, it's a, it's a different, it's a different deal. It's not just us two. It's, I got to know what everyone's doing. I got to be careful out there. A lot of injuries. Yeah. So many people.
0: For sure. Yeah. it's Man, <laughs> I love combative stuff, obviously. But I think about playing football. Damn, that's dangerous.
2: Yeah. Getting hit in the knee. You're not even seeing it. The back. Seriously. Yeah, it's, but it's it's fun. You're padded up. You can hit. When you get to hit people, that's a lot of fun. But just getting hit in the side, not seeing it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's go back to Bay. I I got ADHD, so I've been I've been all over the place, and this is uh, I'm having fun at least. <laughs> I, I'm,
2: Sorry, I, I'm, probably, I'm, I'm probably taking you all over the place. My fault. No, that's that's my fault. I,
0: I I'm all over the place. Okay, so you get to Bakersfield. Um, you were you know fourth in the state, so not uh, say a blue chip guy by any sense of the imagination. You know, you mentioned that obviously you got bigger and stronger as your freshman. You you were really young going into college. Um, you know, what else uh, What else about the college wrestling helped you excel? Because obviously, you know, and I always try to point this out, but for you, it's like extraordinary. You won a world title after your senior year of college. And, you know, five years prior to that, you didn't win a high school state title. So the amount of growth you made in those five years is truly outstanding. You know, what exactly was it about Bakersfield uh, that allowed you to do that?
2: Well, we had a very competitive room, Um my coach, uh, our head coach, Coach Kerr, he assembled a good group of guys, big guys in there. Uh-huh. We, we had a guy, Jason Froelich, and he was probably, uh, in my opinion, one of the best guys to never be an All-American. This guy was always ranked second, third. He'd go to the tournament, and then just
3: Dang. something would
2: happen. He, he was more of a defensive guy, yeah. so you get down by one, he couldn't couldn't make it up. Mm-hmm. But um, So he was there. Uh, that, that was my redshirt year. We had a guy, Pascal Giroux, who couldn't beat. Uh, frolic but he took second my freshman year um okay. we had a guy derek scott he took six at 177 our workout partner coach daryl pope he took second at um in 1987 in 167 and this guy was just impossible yeah. to score on huh. so he was in there and we were just all banging every day so we had a really tough room for the upper weights and um and so going in there as a freshman all the you know Bad, fake wrestling I was doing, diving in, laying on my belly. That's <laughs> not different. So I had to kind of learn uh, how to wrestle. So I really focused on the technique. I worked on situations. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that helped me out the most is understanding the situations when you're attacking. Like, okay, I can't let this guy get his hips out. I can't go to my belly. I got to at least get on my knees, try to get to his ankle, get hip to hip, get his weight off me. So I learned how to finish bad shots. So mm-hmm. then I wasn't afraid to take shots bad you know any kind of shot on the big guy because I, I felt like I was I was safe. And then I just like I said in that wrestling room we just banged every day and, and uh, I was able to improve and it's it's so easy when you your your competition is harder in practice than in actual meets. Yeah. I, I I think I think you you see Penn State, you see Iowa, they these guys have hammers in the room. They just get to have the day off oh it's the day off let's go to the Big Ten's day off. You know it's like yeah. oh that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, did did you bulk up to and even in your red? I know your whole college career where your matches kind of were high, heavyweight. Did you bulk up immediately as uh, a redshirt, or did you stay at one hundred and ninety pounds?
2: So yeah. So uh, throughout that season, I ended up getting up to about a hundred and uh, or my senior year, I got up to about two hundred and ten pounds, two hundred fifteen. Okay. And then the next year, I was uh, I redshirted lost a, uh, a lot of baby fat, put on some muscle. So my first year at Nationals, I was about 225. Oh, cool, then my man. next year at Nationals, I was 235. And then 250, then 260 as a senior. So a little bit each and every year, um, just trying to put weight on. And, and my uh, Coach Kurt would get mad at me because I was a real active guy. And so <laughs> with shooting baskets before practice, you can't be wasting your, your energy. And you've got to try to eat as much calories as you can and, and pack the, the weight on. So uh, tried to not do as many extracurricular activities as I was doing. And then the weight kind of got on a little bit easier. Still yeah. Slow.
0: Yeah. I know, uh, my college coach, uh, we had a heavyweight national champion named Mark Ellis and he had the same issue where he was struggling to get bigger. And I, I believe coach Smith one year banned him from doing a bunch of the runs that we were doing. Cause he thought <laughs> it was contributing to contributing to him losing too much weight.
2: Yeah. We actually had a similar situation. Um, Coach told me, he's like, here's the deal. Because we had a three-mile run we did three times a week. He said, uh-huh. here's the deal. I'm going to let you only sprint a – you're going to run a mile um, if you can weigh over 200. This is my junior year. If you weigh every way and you're over 250 pounds, you only run a mile. If you <laughs> go below that, I'm going to make you run six miles. So it's kind of a stupid threat, empty threat, but I, uh-huh. you know, I took it serious. In every way, I made sure I was like 250.1 or 251. Um <laughs> Yeah, just just so I didn't have to run those extra extra miles. But that was a, a similar deal as yeah. you guys weight.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's a, when you're. I mean, for most people, obviously on the college wrestling team, they're trying to either maintain and or lose the weight, right? And so you're you're expending so many calories. Obviously, for a big guy, if you want to put on weight, then you got to kind of do the opposite to a, to a certain extent.
2: Yeah, but let me ask you a question: Was Mark Ellis? Was he? A, would he run hard and, and push himself?
3: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
2: a lot of heavyweights don't really run that hard. So it's,
3: yeah.
0: it's
2: kind of, you know, well, it doesn't matter.
3: Yeah. So sure. I, I
2: was the same way I ran as hard as I could and you get so much stronger and better shape. Well, well conditioned when you push yourself hard, every single, every single opportunity you get. And because he was doing that, I think it, it probably helped him gain weight by not going as far. Yeah. It definitely did for me.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, okay so let's talk, let's talk about your junior senior year you win the national titles this is kind of when I start following you I remember the match so obviously in your era it's, it is significantly harder to watch any wrestling matches so it's, I'm not saying like I watched every one of your matches I probably caught everyone that I could I remember you uh, crushing Trent Hienick in the NCAA finals as a junior um, and then obviously yep. your, your match your senior year with Brock Lesnar was uh, fairly iconic right
2: yeah, so the situation was um, – I think sometimes it's, it's lost in just the one match because um, that was the first year of, of Sanderson, so he knocks yes. off uh, Brandon Agum. Yep. Where if Brandon Agum wins, then Minnesota's the team champion. And so then it came down really? to – Over Iowa, yeah.
0: So, oh, I don't remember that. What nineteen is it 1999 or 98? 99. 99. So it came
2: down to, to Lesnar and I, if Lesnar wins – iowa or minnesota wins the team championship ah. and then iowa takes second if i win iowa wins so i'm sitting there thinking okay he's gonna be if he if i was in that situation he he's gonna not he's gonna be coming so we wrestle yes. i shoot in there he he sprawls he shoots in i i i get a takedown um i get the lead and i'm waiting for him to come yeah. he's gonna come to win a championship in minnesota and he never comes and so it's kind of a very boring match compared to the most of the matches I I wrestled. Yeah, I wrestled throughout my career, um, and kind of at the time I didn't think anything of it, but then looking back now, it's like man, I wish I would have gone out there and pushed myself, and but I didn't. So
0: yeah, um, okay. The, the other thing I noticed your senior year, I I thought I had the for for modern era the most pins of the season, but you had thirty one, which is more than me. Um, were you always a pin oh, yeah, two.
2: Who didn't you pin? In the- in the quarterfinals, the North Carolina kid, the coach, defaulted. The Why? Nationals, the finals.
0: Like, didn't even the wrestle at all, or was there something, and then he defaulted?
2: Well, he shook hands, and they blew the whistle, and then said, it's over. Dang. So he didn't wrestle. I'm like, are you serious? I'm trying to get the, the Gregorian award, and I came uh-huh. up one short. I, I tech followed the um, guy from Illinois in the semis, but okay. I couldn't pin him. Okay. And so that, won't if I could have pinned the North Carolina kid, I could have won it. And then wow. obviously I didn't pin Lesnar.
0: Yeah. But Dang. Um, did he wrestle back or was he just done? Like, did he's done, done?
2: No, no, no. He, he, we had to shake hands so that he could keep wrestling. If they were oh, fourth, that's what sure, sure. the And then it turns out, you know, in hindsight, four years later, he never all Americaned. And it's like, well, that's what the coach, I, I blame the coach for doing that to the kid.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. huh.
2: But, it, yeah. I'm sorry to bring up, well,
0: I'm still mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good that's that's really funny oh man uh i never had, i don't think i ever had that happen in college i i don't believe um okay what was your uh so obviously your transition to freestyle went really well you won a world title that year i don't really remember you having either a lot of freestyle success before there maybe you just didn't, didn't even really compete i'm not really sure uh so prior to 99 had you done a lot of freestyle in greco at all
2: um, yeah. So I, I started doing the freestyle. I didn't really do Greco very much. Okay. Um, I have a good Greco story, though. Um, but I, I started freestyle after my sophomore year in high school uh, of wrestling because yeah. I, I needed needed some kind of – I needed more experience. And so yeah. I kind of learned takedowns and um, the point system. The Point system has changed so much. Sure. Uh, but, but I think when I was wrestling, it was like a five-minute period back then. Yep, Still one yep. points, uh, five-point throws. Um. But then, so I ended up my senior year, I ended up winning two twenty junior nationals. Um, yeah. That summer, um, and then I continued to wrestle international, but not. Uh, I took third in the Olympic trials in '96 because really? no one showed up. It's, well, yeah, because. Uh, uh, wow. Bomb Gunner was still competing, so you had Bomb Gunner Erickson and no one else. So I, I ended up taking third. Wait, um, are, are you serious? No one showed up at delivery trials. Well, no, there was a few people, but I'm just saying they weren't very good. And uh, well, they just a lot of guys. They like, well, I can't beat Bruce, so I'm going to go into a different area uh, of work. So, yeah. uh, so I'm <laughs> going to take third. <laughs> <So> they quit. <laughs> uh, but, that's good. that's well, good. I mean, it, it, if you can't beat the guy, you know, so yeah. Um, yeah, so I ended up taking third there and then I didn't really compete in the trials. I go to the US Open every year, but I didn't go to the trials until uh, nineteen ninety nine. Okay. So I think I took, took third in, in ninety six, and then I might have been I was I was in the, like the top six. There was, sure. uh, Tully Thompson, Kerry yeah, McCoy. Yeah. Yep. And then um Yeah. Yeah. So then I ended up beating those guys in 99.
0: So how, wait, damn, how good was Tom Merrickson? You remember how good he was? Everyone always forgets about Tom Merrickson yeah. because he could never get past Bruce, but Tom Merrickson was the real deal.
2: Oh man. He's so strong. I mean, yes. he actually taught me if you shoot in like this, yeah. it's a problem. You got to get your arms in. <laughs> yeah. Cause he would just catch me and throw me and watch some old film. He would just throw that one arm on his leg and uh-huh. just wait for me to shoot and just, wham. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he he could have been an Olympic champ too if if there was two spots for Americans you know yeah um and he got through so he was he was very very tough still is I imagine
0: yeah I see him everyone well do do you ever have you ever watched him fight mixed martial arts Tom
2: um I remember back in the day where he, he would do some grappling and he's he scared the crap out of him. in '96 we're at the uh, uh, Olympic training camps and he's like yeah. hey let's do some of this stuff and I was like man I would not want to be in the ring with this guy. But oh, I saw a couple a couple of things so powerful, oh yeah, and just oh man, just dangerous. He,
0: dangerous, yeah, I mean, uh, he's just like so powerful looking so i I always think like you know I fought right, and I was think, well, if this were the old days, you could fight anybody of any size, right I mean they has got it was one weight class, and I always think looking at him, I'm like, that is one dude, I would <laughs> I would yeah, I don't know how much money you have to pay me to get in the ring with Tom Erickson. I mean, holy crap, he's just so violent in his fight. You should yeah, you should uh, check him out on YouTube after this. He's crazy. I will. I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big cat. Okay, so ninety nine. Uh you fit. you win the Hodge trophy, uh, and then you make the decision to go to Freestyle. Was there um any desire to do anything else at that point whether it's football or get a regular job or mix uh, mixed martial arts wasn't really a thing in 99 was it
2: um it was just starting to get there um, but yeah I was I was always wanting to play football I, I just I thought I could do it I just needed opportunity but the the best path I the path I had thought in my mind is I'm gonna go 99 I'm gonna try to win the world championships yep then in 2000 I'm gonna try to win the Olympics And then after that, I'm going to use that as a springboard and try to go and play NFL. Oh, nice. so that was what I had thought. And then if that didn't work out, I was thinking, you know what, I wouldn't mind trying MMA just because I always believe, you know, when you're 50 years old looking back saying, oh, I could have done that. You sound like an idiot. But if you get the opportunity to try it, um, then you know for sure. So um, that's kind of how I approached football. Like I really thought I could do it. And if I got an opportunity, I want to try it. Yeah. Same thing with MMA. If I had an opportunity, I would have tried it. If I didn't have the football deal, yeah. Um, and then after football, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go out there and get beat down. I have nothing <laughs> left in my body. So, but I just, I always, I always dreamed that after football got done, I'd have enough left in my body that I could go back and wrestle. But I just didn't have anything left yeah. to give.
0: Think about what a marquee event, you versus Brock Lesnar rematch would have been in mixed martial arts.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that, that <laughs> could have been. Big. Unfortunately, his 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 body's pretty beat up too. But yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing left. Yeah, so dang. I I uh, I don't believe in going out there. Just uh, I don't know. There's some guys in MMA as you probably have, have yeah. seen. They uh, they have a really strong jaw, and their hope is they. The guy breaks his hand on their jaw, and it's like, man, that's not the kind of fight I want. I want to, I want to have a good chance to win. Yeah. I, uh, that.
0: I, I was, th- I was thinking you were gonna say uh, more some of the old guys that just go out to collect a paycheck. Like their, their heart's not really in it anymore, and they just, they don't have anything else they want to do in their life, and they can go collect a paycheck. And hey, maybe they win. Sometimes they get beat up, and they just take a paycheck, and that's, that's their job. And that was like, you know, obviously I recently retired again. It's like, well, I, when I retired the first time, I was like, well, I'm coming back if I can prove I'm the best in the world. And if I'm not doing that then I'm done, right? If I can't really do that, then, then I'm out. I don't want to be one of these guys who collects a paycheck and wins 50% of the time for the next five years.
2: Yeah, I, I without saying names, you know, there's a lot of guys out there like that.
3: Yeah.
0: kind
2: of, I don't want to say it's kind of sad, but it's kind of like, man, you're going to take an opportunity away from these younger guys that really want to go out there and perform. And I think in sports, having someone go out there and perform and put on a show, and that's, that's what I love to do wrestling i want to go out there i don't want to just win three to two which i did in my last college match <laughs> but i want to go out there and i want to dominate and i want to you know show the moves i can do and and put on a show and I, it probably goes back to in high school and even in college we didn't have the biggest fans so when you get yeah. sixteen thousand people you know cheering at nationals it's like hey let's let's go let's let's show these people what we can do and put on a show so yeah uh, in football you never have to worry about fans they're always there so <laughs> that's, that's cool Well, you really in fighting. You definitely want to put on a show, I think, and and you always did that, man. It was, yeah, it's fun watching you getting after it, funky, winning the way you know how to do.
0: Did you see the UFC? Did they did a replay of UFC two thirty nine where I got knocked out last Saturday? That was it was highly annoying. I I had to relive it. Everyone's tweeting me about it.
2: Yeah, (laughs) well. You make people mad. Certain people mad, and they're like, "Okay, let's we got them Let's, let's rub it in." So,
3: yes, yeah, but uh, I think you, you
2: caused th- those guys a lot of uh, frustration, which is good in a good way. Yeah. because you're like, "Hey, man, I'm the best. Give me a chance." And they yeah. gave it to you, and you came through multiple yeah. times. So,
3: yeah.
0: So okay, so, so let's get back to your '99 world title run because I think for most people, it, it was fairly improbable. You know, a guy who hasn't been on the scene before. Uh, it kind of actually for me is a little bit reminiscent of jordan Burroughs, right when he did it in 2011 you know no no one really expected that out of him and so i i'm venturing to guess i've talked to you for 30 minutes you're gonna say that you totally expected it to happen i think that's what's gonna come out but what was your feeling going to the world championships as kind of an untested competitor for the united states
2: well i felt pretty good so um I wrestled Kerry McCoy, and they talk a lot about Kerry Kolot, and he got screwed a bunch of times. Yeah. Kerry McCoy, I believe he beat the Cuban in the semis in 1998. Yeah. He was at his hotel. They called him and said, hey, we rescored the match. You lost. And so yeah. I, I, I knew by beating Kerry, I had a good chance to be successful. Anytime the Americans out there, they're usually pretty good. So I beat him, and then I wrestled the Cuban in uh, the Pan Am Games in, in Canada, in Winnipeg. Yeah. And... They were telling me, hey, don't let him underhook you. So we we start out wrestling. I take him down. I'm like, I got this guy. Throws an underhook, three points. Another. So it's six to one, and I'm looking at the corner, and they're like, we told you no underhooks. (laughs) I got a takedown before the the first period ended, and then I was able to just uh, use my conditioning and and attacking him. I was able to beat him, and I just – he was exhausted. So right then I had a game plan of these international guys aren't in the kind of condition that – the Americans are that I am. Yeah. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be like uh, Elf. of the show Elf in the elevator?
3: Yeah, of course, gets, of course. He's
2: like all the buttons. I'm going to score a bunch of points and let's see who ends up on top. That was my thought going in uh-huh. to the world championships because I knew my conditioning was good. Yeah. And then I, I went out there and was able to put points on the board and then uh, against the Russian... I knew he'd get tired. I thought I'd be able to finish on the first shot I took, but I was kind of—I shot in there. I had the ankle, and I kind of stopped, and then I got behind. But I was able to come from behind in the second period because conditioning, I believe.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, I, I was looking for it was Alexis Rodriguez. That was the Cuban, correct? The, the one you're yes. talking about. Yes. Yeah. I, I was looking for that match on YouTube last night, and I, I could not find it, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, that's a really good match. I'm not sure where it would be. I don't think I have it. Yeah. If I do it's on a VHS somewhere, which Damn it. (laughs) Those are so hard to connect to TVs now, man. Yeah. So um that was a a really fun match. I know it was recorded, um USA Wrestling was recorded up there. But uh it's 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 out there somewhere. But it was that was that was a really fun match. It was uh Definitely back and forth. Yeah. First period is him, and second period I was able to come alive. Yeah. We were both exhausted at the end.
0: Yeah, I know. I watched the match, so I don't know. I don't know where it would have been. Obviously, the internet. It wasn't on the internet in, in 1999. It was maybe maybe ESPN showed a replay or something, but I, I remember seeing the match.
2: Yeah, ESPN showed the Pan Am Games and they showed a, a wrestling se- section of it. Yeah. So nice. It
0: was um, fun. Oh, okay. So let's go. I guess uh, let's go to the the following year. Uh, and this is, you know, probably one of your big disappointments. And then, obviously, you, you make your way into football. I was there, 2000 Olympic Trials, Dallas, Texas. And I, you know, obviously, Kerry was uh, always a really high level competitor, and, and continued to be after that. Um, you came up a little bit short. Where, where does that, you know, how, how does the memory of that feel for you uh, all these years later?
2: Um, it still hurts, but I think had it gone differently, I don't know if my life would have worked out the way it did. So yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for that experience. Um, it also taught me too, and I learned later in the, my next career the uh, the value of of scouting and um, and film work and all that kind of stuff. Because Kerry had never gotten a leg lace on me before. A lot mm, of times he would yeah. try it. And every time he tried it, I was able to weasel out and actually score points on him a lot of times. Yeah, he locked that sucker up tight that weekend, and uh, I mean I was I could I could barely walk for two weeks because he just all the ankles or ligaments were spinning and everything. But um, just got to uh, appreciate the, the fact that because of that weekend, my life turned a different way.
3: So yeah.
2: I kind of look at Lesnar when he went into NFL because he tried to go to the NFL for a little bit. I remember
0: that. For the Vikings, right,
2: right? behind his name. They didn't allow him to develop. They oh. wanted to see it right away. So had everything worked out differently, I might not have had the couple years to learn um, that I was able to get by not – Going to the
0: Olympics? Oh, you mean so you mean you think they would have tried to push you uh to be a starter faster, or?
2: What well, it, the the I don't think the upper level like the Patriots wouldn't have, but it's the fan base. Sure, so if you have sure, a big yeah. name, the fan base is like, we want to see Lesnar. Why isn't he of course, out there? Of like, we don't want to answer those questions every week. We're moving on. So I, I think he probably could have played if he didn't have that big name behind him. Really? Hindsight. You think that's how the front office treats it? Well, I think the coaches get tired of answering questions, and it's like you know. Yeah, this this could work, but it's going to take forever. And yeah, dealing thirty minutes a day answering these questions, we're, we're moving on. So.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I never even considered it. I never considered it like that. That's funny that the way you put that. Wow. Well, I mean, they got to think.
2: They got to talk to the media every single day, and they keep asking the same question. It's like I don't want to hear this question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. That's that's brutal, isn't it? It. But the thing is, there's so many guys out there. Let's just bring someone else in. It's not like. like like they had to teach me so much, and if it was yeah. every day asking questions, they would have said, "Hey, we're done with this."
3: Yeah.
0: So, so you you because you signed with them for and you were there with them for what two years before you became a starter? Is that correct?
2: So I actually I, I signed with them in 2001. Okay. And they, uh, I made it through three weeks of training camp to the third game. Yeah. And they. Uh, they brought me in the office, uh, Scott Pioli and Belichick, and they're like, hey, Steve, we love everything about you except for you don't know how to play football. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! So they said, we're going to let you go, but we want to bring you back next year to teach you how to play. I said, oh, great. Okay. So I got um, turned in my playbook. They sent me home to California, and then my agent called up, who that was a chance meeting too um, back, back, back then. But anyways, uh, he says, hey, the uh, Eagles are looking – Looking at you, they'd like to bring you in and put you on practice squad. Okay. So the Eagles had heard my name because uh, Chuck Bednarik, who's a huge football legend, who uh, is a Lehigh guy. Okay. He had told them he thought I could play both ways like him um, a couple years before. Uh, yeah. Coach uh, Strobel had, had put us on the phone. We were talking for a little while in Colorado Springs. Anyways, they bring me in. I'm on practice squad for 12 weeks. I'm working out at the University of Pennsylvania wrestling team. Coach Roger Reina was coaching back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. He's back now um and then we were actually at a party a christmas party at his house and my agent called and said that the patriots want to sign you back to the active roster um to, to secure wow. your rights next year like i wasn't going to play or anything and i, I was thinking i kind of like being here in philadelphia i got a wrestling team these coaches are nice the patriots are a little bit mean and he <laughs>
3: says,
2: you, you got to do this you don't understand it's for the next year like all these benefits are going to yeah, be there. It's really could, important that you go back because then so you, said, you're okay.
0: you're going to get a league minimum or something, correct?
2: So I got the league minimum for the last four, three or four weeks of the season. Yeah, which jumps you up from the practice squad. Score. But the, but then next year I'd be a second year player instead. Oh,
0: of wow, nice. And then
2: uh, stuff for retirement, all that kind of stuff. So all this stuff it made sense, but I was like, well, I don't even know if it's going to work out or not. I want to keep wrestling. Anyways, I go back up there, and then that's the year that uh, they won the first Super Bowl. So I didn't play a snap that year. I got to practice with the team like the last uh, four, three, four weeks of the regular season and the playoffs. And then we went on and and won the Super Bowl down against the Rams. So here I am, a wrestler, never played down in the regular (laughs) season. and They're giving me a Super Bowl ring. So it's like, (laughs) yes, it's crazy. Like you got to earn these things in wrestling. Only one Uh guy gets it, not the whole team. So it's pretty, Uh uh, pretty crazy start to my uh, football career.
0: So, uh, so then I, I guess the next year you learn how to play football.
2: Yeah. So I actually learned quite a bit, um, uh, going through practice, just sitting back, observing what's going on uh-huh. and then, uh, learning the techniques. So when I got back there and I started practicing with them, i had come so much further than before. For example, in wrestling, you drill, right? You don't drill a hundred percent. Yeah. You just drill, you, you get it. I mean, you're, you're going through the motions hundred percent, but you're not banging people, yeah. snapping mm-hmm. heads, choking them. And then when you're wrestling live, you're going 100%. Yeah. So in football, they have full pads. That's kind of like 100%, but you're not supposed to hit the ground. Then you have shells, which is kind of really fast. It's kind of like a, a really sp- like speed drilling kind of. Yeah. And then there's walkthrough, which is kind of just warm-up drilling. Yeah. So like I didn't understand all these different modes of their practice, so it took me a while. Because mm-hmm. at first, they put on full pads, and I'm going like I'm playing in a game. And they're like, you got to calm down. Someone's got to <laughs> It just kind of learning those kind of things. It took me a while, but then I, once I got that figured out, then they taught me what I was supposed to do. Yeah, and then um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. They kept me around, and, and then watching all the film and understanding, you know, what they're doing situationally, why they're doing it, you know, that kind of stuff took a while, but uh, it took me a few years to learn all that stuff. But um, nice, still, it, it was fun when it all came. came yeah,
0: around. and uh, and so you ended up making the Pro Bowl three times, correct? Never made the Pro Bowl. Oh, you did? Are you sure?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang, really? I thought you did. Yeah. No, oh, no, man. no. You got to be healthy to make the Pro Bowl. I was always hurt.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, see so you, you won three Super Bowl rings. I thought you made a Pro Bowl. My mistake. Um, okay, let's go. I'm going to get you out of here. Let's go. Favorite, uh, favorite Bill Belichick story.
2: Oh, man. Favorite story for Coach Belichick. Oh, man got me on the spot here okay oh well i guess i could say uh so after my ninth year um the season gets done we lose in the playoffs at home to it's a wild card weekend to the to the ravens so i was talking about never losing uh yeah. or never winning during the wild card week well we lost that one and he wants me to come into his office and i'm like oh shoot and i might <laughs> i was being done, because this is my ninth year, and I was I was beat up pretty good at, at that point in time. And uh, just walking in his office, and it was the first time I walked into his that office, the new stadium, and uh, just kind of looked at him say, said, hey, coach, just want to let you know it's my first time walking in your office. And he's like, what, really? You haven't been in here? I said, no, with all due respect, I kind of have treated you like the principal. I, I <laughs> didn't want to do because it it's a bad thing, you know? And he just kind of laughed, and we, we had a good conversation about Take your time. Just think, you know, let your body heal, and then think about a decision. He's like, I really appreciate what you, what you do for our team. You don't care about your own accolades; you care about putting the team first, which is one of his main things. Yeah. And I think that really helped me because the sport of wrestling, it's about putting yourself first mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. And then, um, and that that benefits your team. But in football, you got a role to do, and that's the 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 things he really ingrained in all of us is put the team first, do your job. <laughs> Uh, do do your job well all these type of things that make a good environment and so just kind of being in his office let him know that i thought of it as a principal office and he just he got a (laughs) kick out of that but uh, yeah just i really appreciated him because every single time we had a competition we were prepared yeah and i can't say that that's probably happens for most of the other players in the nfl not on the patriots so yeah nice appreciate him
0: okay well we appreciate (laughs) appreciate your time sorry would you say? Would you say? Not
2: great a great story, but oh, oh, it's all good. All good. Uh, is there uh, anything
0: else you want to talk about before we let you go? Any other stories, questions, comments, anything?
2: Well, how about the? Did you figure out the state of wrestling? Are they going to give the guys a year back yet? Or
0: uh, I you know I, I haven't been on Twitter since we got the interview. I did not see it prior though. I saw a few coaches <laughs> tweeting about it. I'll just scroll through my Twitter real fast. I don't follow that many people, so uh nope there is no news about it unfortunately so yeah i i uh you know like we talked about friday i'm very split because it's going to be such a difficult dynamic i probably i think the right answer is probably yes you do give them an extra year but man that that creates a whole bunch of really troublesome things for college coaches to figure out how to allot their scholarships for the next couple years because most college coaches are you know seniors and then juniors in high school they've already said we're going to offer you this amount of money so not everyone's going to have an extra year right so now you're going to have two years where you're trying to jam all the scholarship in um i don't have to deal with it i'm not a college coach so i guess i just hope they give them the extra year but i, I know it'll come with also with difficulties
2: yeah it's it's going to be i mean it's it's definitely different times right now so yeah Crazy. Yeah. I guess our last thing is, man, these shirts from Rudis are so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, they are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. So my son, he's two years old right now. He's, he's got a really obsessive personality, but he thinks either AWA, which that's a wrestling club or Rudis. Those mean they're a wrestling shirt. And if I get up in the morning and I don't have either a Rudis shirt on or an AWA, which almost all my AWA shirts are Rudis. So I think except for maybe a few old ones, um, He'll say, no, no, daddy, wrestling shirt. Daddy, put a wrestling shirt on. And he'll make me, he'll demand that I put a wrestling shirt on, which by definition is this or this. Then if we go see anybody else, they're only a wrestling guy if they have one of those things on them. So like if we went and saw my brother and he had some other shirt on, he wouldn't be a wrestling guy. You'll say, is that a wrestling guy? That not wrestling guy. (laughs) He identifies
2: them correctly that's for sure that's good
0: <laughs> yeah so okay i appreciate it. this is a lot of fun for me uh hope you guys stay safe and uh stay quarantined and uh hopefully i'll see you around at some wrestling stuff soon
2: sounds good it was, uh great time had a lot of fun and uh good luck with this golf get that course all built up and you got it isolating
0: <laughs> slinging them <laughs> you got it thanks a lot Stephen. appreciate it all right thank, thank you all right you you heard it from steven himself that was uh Man, that was a fun interview. It's very few, very, very uh, few and far in between where you get to really interview uh, people who are your heroes. Which he was—he was one of my favorite wrestlers back when I was in high school. So that was awesome to get to chat with him about all kinds of different topics. Uh, it's funny listening to his perspective since. You know, mine was so different. I really did one thing from an older age. uh, And he played so many different sports. And obviously, even as an adult, wrestled and then went and changed and played football. I had so much success. So, hope you guys enjoyed our deck. Hope you're staying safe at home. Hope the coronavirus isn't bothering you guys too much. I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.